You know, as you were taking your seats this morning coming in, Lauren Daigle was singing a song called Come Alive, Come Alive. You know, she wrote this. She said, we all have times in our life when we feel things are dead. But she says, I have to remember, I have the power in me through Christ that can create anything from dust. Friends, there are four eternal truths that I want you to grab this morning. First one, things are not what they seem. Number two, there is a spiritual battle that is raging in the world of the seen and the unseen. Third, we all, every one of us who call ourselves a believer, have a crucial role to play. And truth number four is you must never go alone. And that's what leads me to our story today in Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 37. Where do you hear this? Where do you hear the story? I mean, as you're listening to the story, tell me this wouldn't make a good sci-fi movie, okay? The hand of the Lord was upon me. And he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. You know, back in the day, everyone, when a battle took place on a battlefield, thousands of men were killed, thousands. And many times, they never, there's too many, they never buried them. And they'd just be laying out in the wilderness for the, for the wild animals to come and to eat them, and they would eventually just so, so he's in one of these valleys. God drops him right in the middle of where a battle has been. And I want, to, I want you to kind of focus this and put this together about our lives. We're always so many times in life in the type of a battle. But he dropped, he said, right in the middle of the, ba- right in the, middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. He had me pass among them all. And behold, there was, a ver- there was very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. Then he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Lord, you know yourself. I mean, in other words, he goes, I don't know. He goes, Lord, you know if they can. And again, he said to me, I want you to prophesy over these bones and say to them, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says to these bones. Behold, I'm going to make breath enter you so that you may come to life. And I'm going to attach tendons to you. Make flesh grow back in you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you so that you may come to life, and you will know that I am the Lord. So he goes, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a loud sound, a loud sound. And he goes, and behold, can you imagine, you're standing in this valley, and he goes, a loud noise happened, he goes, and all of a sudden, he goes, there's a rattling. And the bones, they're rattling, hitting each other. And he goes, and the bones started coming together, bones to bones. And I looked, and behold, all of a sudden, tendons were on them, and flesh grew, and skin covered them. And they're all just laying there, but there's no breath. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, the Lord says this, come from the four winds, breathe, and breathe on these slain, so they will come to life. So he goes, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath entered them. And they came to life and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. And then he said, son of man, these bones, 
are the entire house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up. Our hope is perished. We're completely cut off. So therefore prophesy, said him. This is what the Lord says. Behold, I'm going to open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves. My people and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your grave and caused you to come up out of your graves, my people. And I'm going to put my spirit within you and you're going to come to life. And I will place you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, has spoken and done as he declares. Wow. You know, I asked the Lord, what does that have for us? And the Lord impressed upon me two things. I want you to hear this. The first one is the Lord impressed there is a dryness towards God from the Christian community. And then he says, Paul, there's also a dryness in the lives of so many non-believers. He goes, all we, I mean, all we have to do, friends, is walk around among the dry bones of our community to hear that so many people are fearful. Anxiety at its highest. There's a sense of hopelessness. So many have been led into captivity by the lies of the world. You know, I talk about the big lie all the time. The big lie says, it tells you, everything in the world tells you, you know, your self-worth out there and your satisfaction and your security, what's well, wrapped up in all your stuff? Well, there's a problem with that because now we're watching a decline of the economic system of the world like we have never seen. We, have, we have now are dealing with horrific school shootings, anger with our country's leadership. Like, again, right, we've never seen anything like this. Friends, can I tell you, the world is littered littered with dry bones everywhere you look. Whether it's in your workplace, you go to the gym, the grocery store, it, does, it doesn't matter. People, I'm telling you, they don't really, most don't know, what, what do we do? Can anything be done? Well, friends, I think God's got our attention and he's asking this. He's asking you, can these bones live? I mean, can they? Can I bring life out of them? Can I resurrect a fallen economy? Can I resurrect a dead marriage, a dead career? God's asking, well, can I? Can I? You see, we can breathe new life into those who are tired, to those that are withdrawn, to those who have just given up hope. Maybe it's a part of us that may be right now. Some of you sitting here or listening on the internet or social media somewhere and going, maybe right now, you know, maybe there's something within yourself that just needs to be healed. It's dry. It's been hanging on so long. It's just dry. Maybe you just haven't been able to offer forgiveness somewhere. You got to make just, how about just a dryness towards just, towards the things of God? But by sharing the good news, we can be part of God's plan. As the Holy Spirit works through you and works through me, we can be, all of us can be just like Ezekiel. Hear me. You can hear a noise. You can hear a sudden rattling. We can see someone that we know is suffering and struggling, maybe a loss of a loved one or dealing with a serious health issue or financial crisis, or one of their children not doing well, and, you know, and their bones are dry and they're rattling and you just being there, sharing the words, can all of a sudden you can kind of hear their bones coming together. 
flesh will appear. And they'll become that living creature creation that God has always meant them to be. But you see, friends, you got to make that 180-degree turn. You know, I th- you know, Jeff talks about how before we're believers, we're living in the land of Egypt. You know, uh, we're living in the world. Egypt just represented the world that we lived in. God calls, and we make a turn towards him, and we give our life to him. I call it the 90-degree turn. But most of us stay there. We never do the full 180 degrees and walk on the other side of the cross. We stand, we turn, we give our light to him, we give a knee, we know who he is, we know what he's done, because we feel like, well, we got our get out of hell free card, and here we are. But we never make the full turn and to live, a, a live on the other side of the cross. What I mean by that is live on all the promises that he has given us. We st- so many stay here and their bones are still dry. <laughs> they, they, they've never walked fully in the spirit. They've never made the full turn. Remember, Jesus commanded us to go out into the world, he said. I want you to go out and baptize people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And he goes, I want you to prophesy to these bones. Say, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Friend, they want to teach us stand on the word of God. Believe as you look at the world around you and remain your personal situation, situation right now. Believe in his promises. Have faith that they're going to come through. Listen, our Lord is saying you have received. Friends, we've received the antidote that the world's looking for. God's just saying, infect the world with the antidote. It's not the COVID vaccine, friends. It's God's word. He goes, infect the world. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside each and every believer. The antidote is for your family issues. It's for your marriage situation. It's for your career. It's for your health. It's for your addictions. Jesus said it. Jesus goes, I'm the antidote. (laughs) I'm the antidote to the fear and anxiety, low self-esteem, family issues, finances, whatever you're dealing with. But friends, like any antidote, you need to be willing to take it. You need to follow the instructions. It doesn't do you any good to go to your medicine cabinet if it's like mine. There's a few bottles in there now. You pull one of the prescriptions out. Take this tablet once a day with food. Nah, I'm not going to bother with that. I'll take it maybe this afternoon, and I don't need any food with it. So you do that, and you wonder, how come the antidote isn't working? Well, you didn't follow the instructions. You see, a great example of that is found in a story. It's in Luke 10. It says, now, as they, and this is Jesus and his disciples, as they were traveling along, they entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary, who was also seated at the Lord's feet. And she was listening to him, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations. And she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do the serving by myself? Tell her to get up and help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and you're distracted by many things. But only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. God is coming to many of us and just saying, 
Weather, Blair, Mary, I'm going around the room. You know, Jackie, just saying, hey, 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 hey. You know, you're worried about a lot of things. And you're distracted by a lot of things. But there's only one thing necessary. Sit at the feet of Jesus. Listen to his word. Listen to what he's saying to you. Let him comfort you. Let him encourage you. That's what Jesus says. No, no, Martha. Yeah, I mean, those things, okay, yeah. I mean, there's distractions. Things got to be attended to. But no, look, you, do, the, do the good part. Sit and dwell in the word of the Lord. You know, Ezekiel professed, come from the four winds, O breath, <laughs> and breathe on this slain, on these slain, so they may live. Friends, can I tell you something? When that breath of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, falls upon the church, just like Ezekiel witnessed out there with the bones. Remember what happened? They lived, and they stood up on their feet an exceedingly great army. We will see an army that the world has never seen before. Friends, don't miss this. It's only by grace and the mercy of God, that he allows the Holy Spirit to work in our lives in order to change them. Because, you know, apart from the Spirit, we're powerless. It's like if you have an electric car. Some of you probably have an electric car. So you go out in your garage and you go to start your car and it won't start. Oh, I forgot to plug it in last night. Well, you can have the most beautiful $80,000 electric car and your $2,500 charger thing hooked up to the garage wall. Your car ain't going anywhere. It has no power. When you sit at the feet of Jesus, you receive the power of his word. You receive the power of the Holy Spirit within you that gives you the energy and everything that you need to move forward. I wondered if you noticed in that account that I read to you, that vision in the valley, how Ezekiel draws our attention to the shaking and the noises of the bone coming together and then the flesh but, before, but all this happened before there was any sign of life. See, there's a little message here for us. We must be on the lookout to notice where is God working? Where are the bones rattling? Where is God about to do something only God can do? Give breath. Give life. You know, I want to share with you a video clip here. And it's from a movie called The Sixth Sense. Maybe some of you have seen it. Well, there's a little boy, and his name is Cole. And he's seen his uh, psychologist. His name is Malcolm in the show. Well, Cole hasn't really talked to a psychologist, telling him what's been bothering him. He's been very quiet, and he, he, he won't share what his issue is. And finally... As he's laying in bed, Cole turns to him and he shares with him the secret that he's been carrying. And I just want you to listen. It's got to be quiet and have him turn it up a little, okay?
see them. You see, friends, there are walking dead just outside these doors. There are walking dead in your, working pl- in your workplace, maybe in your family, but as the movie said, they don't know they're dead. As Mary and I shared our story with all of you last week, we didn't know we were dead either. We are walking around doing our life in the pursuit of happiness. We're out doing it. had no idea that we had no clue that we were walking around dead. We didn't understand what truly life was all about. Friends, you are all of the, those of you that call on Christ as your Savior. You're, in, and you're alive in Christ due to the works of so many other people. Look what Paul says here in Ephesians 2. He said, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. Friends, I can remember it wasn't too long ago. You were obeying the devil, Paul. You were obeying the commander of power in the unseen world. He's the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way following the passionate desires and inclination of our sinful nature. But our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you've been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ, and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all the future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and his kindness towards us as shown in all that he has done for us who are united united in Christ Jesus. I mean, friends, shouldn't we like be like, shouldn't we be overwhelmed with gratitude? <laughs> shouldn't our hearts just pour, oh, man, I want to go out and make this kingdom go forward? Friends, there are walking dead outside this movie theater. They could be on your golf team. They could be on your tout in a tennis court with you or the pickleball court. Friends, don't forget this. Ephesians 2, God saved you and me by his grace when you finally believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for good good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it. Think about this. You're God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he had planned for us a long time ago. There's a plan for your life. It doesn't matter what stage you're at. It doesn't matter if you're 19 or you're 95. It doesn't matter. If you're still here, God's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose for you. You're here to serve him. You're here to glorify God, not the lie that the world is telling us. 
You want to ensure that you're out there so you're not walking around dead anymore. Paul goes on to say this. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. He said, remember in those days you were living apart from Christ? You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God, right here, and you lived in this world without hope. But now you've been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united the Jews and the Gentiles into one people in his own body on the cross. He broke down the wall of the hostility that separated us all. You know, Apostle Paul, how God used him was just incredible. Next he says in Romans 8, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead it dwells inside of you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells inside each and every believer. Paul here again. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Friends, you remember I, Mary and I shared that story with you, how I used to mock anybody who was a Christ follower, a Christ believer. The whole message of the Christ was foolishness. Who would ever believe that? It's hard when you're walking around dead. But to those who are being saved, it's the power of God. Of course, I know that now, but you don't know it then. Friends, I see dead people. I see them walking around like regular people. They don't really see each other. They only see what they want to see. Oh, man, let me say that again. They only see what they want to see. They don't know they're dead. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Friends, we are the light to a dark world. We're an answer to those who are suffering, those who are hungry, those who are lonely. We are a hospital. Do you ever think we're a hospital, a mash unit to mend the downtrodden and the disenfranchised in our community and our families and our friends? Look, at I, I, the way the state of the world is in this country is I, we can't be lukewarm anymore. We need to be 100% committed to move the kingdom of God forward. Look for the bones that are rattling in that area around you where the Holy Spirit is just waiting to breathe life into a lost soul. He can breathe life into it. He can breathe life into that dead marriage. He can breathe life into that awful health situation that's going on. He can bring life into that dead financial outlook on, oh my gosh, what about my 401? He can bring life into dead faith. Friends, listen to me. The stakes are too high. People are dying real deaths. The stakes are, they're dying in real deaths. But friends, can I tell you, you can't expect the Holy Spirit to come and work through you or me if we're half asleep. If you're ah, just yawning about your relationship with the Lord. You can't expect 
the power of God to be put forth using you in a family crisis or another situation in your life. You're just, ah, ah, ah. How can he bless you when you're not even awake to the possibility? The Spirit of God does not work with sleepy men and sleepy women. I encourage you, listen. The Holy Spirit took Ezekiel, he carried him out, and he set him down right in the middle of the valley that was full of dry bones. That's exactly what will happen to every man and woman in this room, those listening to on the internet and on social media. When you say, send me, Lord, I'm going to take you, I'm going to drop you right down in the middle. And I'm going to make you, drop you right down in a valley full of dry bones, and I'm going to make you pass by them. And I'm going to make you walk through them until you fully comprehend. It's just like Paul, Paul, until you fully comprehend. The greatness and the difficulty of the work yet to be accomplished, Paul. Look at the valley. Look at the dry bones, Paul. Walk around it. Look at it. Do you understand, Paul? Are you comprehending what's going on here? Look at these people. Friends, you need to understand this. It's a don't miss this. It's not my plan that God is going to work out. It's his own. It's not my purpose the Holy Spirit's going to carry out. It's ultimately, it's going to be the purpose of, of God. That's what's going to happen. It's not my power or your power or my experience or your experience or my training which brings men and women from death to life. It's the Holy Spirit who does it, and him only. Listen, if the Holy Spirit can remove blinders from someone like me, if he could lead me out of Egypt, I'm telling you, he can make a saint of your friend or your relative or a coworker, but it's going to take 100% participation to bring life and breath back into dry bones. Maybe your bones are dry today, you know? We go through times in our life where the bones are dry. I was, I was sharing with Mary a few weeks ago, you know, I feel kind of dry towards God. You know, sometimes you go, you know, I mean, why, why do I... I don't know. I, I feel a little dry. And I realize I, gotta, I, I, I better get back to sitting at his feet. I guess I've got to stop being distracted and worrying about the situations that are going on all around me. You see, friends, when we're out, when we get up from the foot of Jesus' feet and we go out and let the Spirit guide us, that calling quenches but I know it quenches that thirst I needed because I was so dry. It brings new life back into us. It's back to the reason we were ultimately really born. So as I begin to close here, I want to go back to what Lauren Daigle said. We all have times in our life when we feel things are dead, but I have to remember I have the power in me through Christ that can create anything from dust. And I want you to hang on to this last don't miss this. So if you've been sleeping, wake up and hear this. Since when has impossible ever stopped God? Let me say it again. Amen. When has impossible ever stopped God? So join me right now in a prayer. I'm just going to pray. Holy Spirit, will you come Will you come with all your power and just fall upon this group and those listening right now? 
As Ezekiel, he told Ezekiel, come from the four winds and breathe upon us. Breathe upon our tired and our dry bones. Everyone, can I encourage you, open yourself up to the Holy Spirit right now. Just let him in your heart. Let him come either as a north wind, cold and cutting, or as a south wind, sweet and melting. And just say, come from all the four winds, O breath. Just come. Friends, can I tell you right now, as your eyes close, he can come unexpectedly upon you right now in the chair that you're sitting in. May the Holy Spirit lay hold of you before you leave this building in a mighty way. All the Spirit needs is a small opening in your heart. Amen? So, friends, you know, the Holy Spirit, it's kind of like we've had some windy weather here. No matter how well your windows are closed and sealed, did you notice the wind still gets in? You look around your windowsills and you still find sand. <laughs> Somehow it is. Can I tell you? It's like the Holy Spirit. All he needs is a little crack in your heart. And he can get in there and start a new and a fresh way and bring life to any part of you that may have some dry bones in it. He can make all things new. He can breathe life, hope, and peace into dry bones. Or as this last song we're going to watch, you know, he can make all things new. I don't know what any of you may be dealing with, have been dealing with, what your family's struggling with. You know, we were with a couple couples this weekend, and you know, there's family issues. You never know by looking at somebody because, you know, we're really good at smiling on Sunday morning. We look good. We're all pretty and made up, you know, which you all are, you know. But sometimes you wonder what it would be like if we all came without our mask on. We all have stuff. But our God can make all things new because with our God, nothing is impossible. So listen to me.